0: This podcast brought to you by ASIS, the American Society of Information Science and Technology, the Society for Information Professionals, by the IA Summit, the premier gathering place for information architects and other user experience professionals, by Boxes and Arrows. Visit boxesandarrows.com/about/participate to be a part of your peer-written journal. And special thanks to Accenture and Morin for sponsoring Boxes and Arrows, as well as the many other sponsors of the IA Summit. After the closing plenary by Jesse James Garrett, the IA Summit held its traditional five-minute madness session. Attendees at the conference lined up and shared whatever they wished with other attendees for up to five minutes. I hope everyone enjoys
1: the podcast. Cheers. So this is Samantha Bailey and she couldn't be here today. And the reason she couldn't be here today is because we are married and we had one of these and uh, about four and a half weeks ago. And over the last few days, I, uh, as all new parents, I do, I, you look at the hands, right? One looks at the hands and one thinks, wow, my God, are they small? And we had a keynote the other day in which he showed us a video on YouTube where people were encouraged to write on their hands and they wrote things like this and this and that. I was talking with Andrew Hinton afterwards and he said, I remember seeing that video. I was at work and I thought, Fucking YouTube, it just made me cry. <laughs> that that wasn't in the business plan, was it? <laughs> I teach, I teach at uh, Kent State, teach in the program of information architecture and knowledge management, and Jesse will be happy to hear that the information architecture and information use concentrations are being combined. We're now calling it user experience design, and that starts this fall. <laughs> These are my students. One of the questions they ask me is, how do I tell my parents what it is that I do? (laughs) We all ask this question. I tell them this. The technologists, which they understand, they make something that you have work, right? They make that favorite website work. They make your TiVo work. They make your iPhone work. We don't make it work. We just make you love it. Everyone's been following a lot of this stuff, or quite a few have been posting and following stuff on Twitter, and these are messages. So we start here with information and information architecture, and we've got messages, and we have hands, and we have faces, and we have emotion. Those faces add a lot, don't they? And we get all the way to this. And when we add all this stuff up, I was thinking the other day, gee, boy, Samantha would really love to be here. So I took a piece of paper, a bunch of pieces of papers, and I've been walking around with a Sharpie the last few days, and I've been having people say something to Samantha. I've been having them not Twitter her, not email her, but take a piece of paper, write a message, very short, like a tweet, hold it up, I take a picture, and I send it. And I've been getting things like this. And this. And this. And this, this one you can't read, but it says, congratulations on your newest deliverable. (laughs) (laughs) Missing you, I'm staying out late and getting no sleep, so I feel just like you do. (laughs) Just wanted to warn you, Carl is bringing home a duck. (laughs) Look at those. I hope we've done you proud. See you in Phoenix. That's where we're going to be next year for this. P.S. Next year, Samantha, you have to show up. (laughs) If it was on Twitter, it would look like this. But I think this is a whole lot better. And that is experienced design, isn't it? That's love. That's emotion. I look at my students, and I've been wandering around here the last few days, and there's quite a few of them here. And I've been asking them two questions. The first question is, are you learning something interesting? Are you learning at all? And they say, yes, yes, I am. I've been asking a second question, which is, do you belong here? Do you belong in a session like this, talking to people like this? And they say, yes, I do belong here. And that's something I want to point out about this summit compared to a lot of other conferences in this field. Many of them are great conferences. But many of them are by invitation in terms of the speakers this one isn't this is our 10th we had 200 proposals or roughly that this year of which we could only take a small fraction there are only two invited talks at this conference the summit is us the summit is you you are the people who come up and speak and this is a theme i want to reiterate Right? Like Jesse said, we're moving forward. How do we do this? You do this. It's not necessarily the tenors who are doing this. You need to do it, too. So what I have here is a whole set of paper and a couple of Sharpies. And a few people are going to wander down the aisles. And during Five Minute Madness, I want you to do what I just did with Samantha. Except I don't want you to send her a message. I want you to take that piece of paper and I want you to write something down on it. Finish this question. I love the summit because, and hold it up and have someone pick their iPhone or their camera and take a picture and post it on Flickr and use Twitter or whatever it is you want to use to organize this stuff. Now, maybe after Jesse's talk, you could be asking a different question or writing something else, and I don't really care, but we'll see you in Phoenix.
2: I'm Rachel Elkington. I guess I'm starting off 5-Minute Madness. Um, Can you hear me? All right. So I'm Rachel. Um, I I guess I'm starting off 5-Minute Madness. I have a few invitations uh, for everybody. First of all, I'm the chair of uh, ACES PNW in Seattle. And the second Tuesday of every month, we have a monthly meetup at the Elysian. So if you're from the area at all, please come. We'd love to see you. Um, And you can come from as far away as you like. Um, Also, I wanted to invite you all to InfoCamp 2009, which is a bar camp unconference model. Um, this will be our third year. Last year we had two hundred attendees. This year we hope to have three hundred. It's really cheap, costs you fifty bucks. You can come and decide at the event you want to present, and we'd love to hear from you. Um, and so it's a, it's a low cost model and a low cost alternative. And lastly, I wanted to throw out an invitation or maybe a little bit of a challenge to all of us who are here. We're very fortunate to be here to be able to come to this summit, um, to be able to you know, have the resources to make it work, and there are a lot of people in our local communities who don't have that opportunity or who don't have those resources. So I just wanted to um, challenge everyone to think about a way to have a, a local event or a way to replicate this, um, this experience on a smaller scale or this knowledge transfer for those of us or for those in our communities who can't be at this summit, how we take these things and, and share them. InfoCamp is one way doing it that but it's not the only way and so I just wanted to um, throw out that thought and that invitation so thanks for listening
3: I just have to say amen to that because that is the only reason why I am standing up here right now Uh, this is my fourth summit and my first five-minute madness and I can say I'm like wicked nervous right now (laughs) and the only reason why I would come up here in front of all of you uh, and um, do this is because I want you all to get local. If I could write something on my hand right now, it would say "get local." Uh, there is a reason for that, and anybody who was in my session today with Nasir, uh, the growth of the industry is in all of our hands, and it does not only happen once a year at conferences or twice a year if that's how often you go. It happens on a local level every month, and I could give a shit less which meeting you go to, whether it's UPA, Kai, IXDA. Just get together and meet. And if you do not have a group in your area, create your own. It is not hard to do. And this message goes double for the people in this room who are well-known and an asset to this industry. A lot of you, uh, not to, you know, (laughs) put you on the spot here, but I've been in a lot of groups. And uh, part of our toughest problem is getting the people who are well-known in this industry to participate locally. And that says a lot to the other people in this industry we're trying to get involved. We want more people in this industry. We want the industry to grow. You are needed locally.
4: On an extremely mundane note, I lost a steel water bottle, has a space needle on the side, really wanted for a plane home. Um, I am not now, nor have I ever been an information architect. I learned to stop apologizing for that this year. And maybe I am a user experience designer, but where I work, we call them residents, not users. We happen to build a world, but you know, call them residents. Maybe it'll work for you.
5: Just want everybody to take a moment to uh, give a round of applause. I just want everyone to uh, take a short (laughs) sorry take a moment to give a round of applause to our hosts all the IAs uh, from Memphis because they took us out last night they've been very good gracious hosts uh, the whole time we've been here and I think it made it a better place.
6: Hi. um, This is my 10th summit, I must say. And uh, I came up mostly because uh, product management was brought up here. And I'm actually not even close to being the first IA who tried on being a product manager. Chris Baum, Jeff Lash, a lot of people have been brave enough to try it on. It's like, I thought you guys might want to know that it's a little like being a restaurant manager. You get to make the decisions and you make the calls, but when the dishwasher doesn't show up, you take off your coat and you wash the dishes. You don't get to do the funnest part of the job. You get to do the grimmest part of the job and the darkest part of the job, but you get to put some skin in the game, which is amazing. And that's really the message I wanted to say is, um, the future is already here. It's unevenly distributed and it's distributed a lot to where I live, which is Silicon Valley. And in the valley, there's a lot of cool things happening, but the one thing I'd like to bring to you is uh, the ability to fail. I'd like you to all think about failing sometime in the very near future. Right now, I've launched something very daring. I'm not gonna tell you what it is, but let's just say my CEO is very annoyed with me at the moment. I took the courage to do a job. I wasn't sure I was gonna be able to do, as I did 10 years ago, come to think of it. And, uh, and I fail a lot and I learn from it and we're permitted to do that here. And I'd like to ask if you're making wireframes or you're making site maps, or you're making whatever the hell you're making, you might ask yourself, What else is there? And could I try it out? And what if it's worse? And then try it out and fail miserably or try it out and get better. You don't know. So I'd like to encourage you to try calling yourself a user experience architect or try being an interaction designer or try being a product manager. One person I know was a product manager for a couple years and they went back to a designer and they'll take you back. It's okay. None of this is deadly. So my message for you all is Fail. Fail joyfully. And also, love you! Love you all!
7: Hey,
2: I'm Hallie. Um, This isn't my first summit, but I think this is my first time um, with 10-minute madness or 5-minute madness. (laughs) So I'm going to talk for um, approximately. (laughs) So I didn't really have anything to say. Um, I just knew I hadn't talked before, and I wanted to get up and say hi and say that I have met some really wonderful people at this conference, and I don't know whether it's Twitter or that I'm finally just talking to random people um, and reintroducing myself to people I've met before or have met just yesterday and thought I met you a long time ago. Um, so thank you all for being really friendly and warm and just open to chatting because I've really um, talked to some cool people um, this time. So thanks.
8: Hi, I'm Peter Merholtz. I'm a user experience designer. Um, uh, uh, I'm one of the 10 timers, but uh, if, if you're uh, afraid of being up here for 5-Minute Madness, I just want you to know it makes me nervous too to do it. So uh, get in line. Um, first thing, uh, please do not define yourself by your job title. That is probably one of the single biggest sources of problems in our larger community. Two. Um, one of the things that's kind of interesting is that there are clearly forces uh, outside of our control that I think have contributed to what I have seen, uh, tracking Twitter, et etc., as a perception that this has perhaps been one of the kind of a downer summit, kind of a negative summit, kind of a lot of tension and bad energy going on. I mean, there's, there's a lot of love uh, with one another, but there's, there's something else bigger. And um, my thought there is that I actually think what the world needs now is, is us, to, to act. I think that the people in this room have a lot of the ideas, the sentiment, the philosophy, the tools and the techniques that can actually improve things. A lot of other people have fucked it up. We can get in there and actually make it better. So I exhort all of you to do what you can to make it better. We can shine a positive light. We can inspire others uh, uh, to do great things. And, and, I, and that's what I ask of each and every one of you. Thank you.
0: I am Canadian. (laughs) Thanks very much. I'm going back to my uh, pet polar bear later. Um, There's a guy walking down the street and he falls in a hole. The walls are too steep to crawl up out of, so he's stuck. A few minutes later, a priest walks by. He calls up and he says, Father, I've fallen down this hole and I can't can't get out. Can you help me out? So the priest writes a prayer down on a piece of paper, tosses it down the hole and walks on. A few minutes later, a construction worker walks by and says, Hey, buddy, I've fallen down this hole. Can you help me out? So he writes out the plans to a blueprint for how to build a ladder, tosses it down the hole, and walks on. Just when he thinks he's going to be stuck down there for the rest of the night, a friend walks by. And he says, Hey, Joe, I've fallen down this hole, and I can't get out. Without thinking, Joe jumps down the hole with him. (laughs) He looks at him, he goes, Are you fucking stupid? Now we're both stuck down here. His friend calmly looks at him and he goes, yeah, but you know what, my friend, I've been down here before and I know the way out. We have unlimited potential, echoing what Peter said. Um, my name's Jeff Parks, by the way. I do the podcast for Box Arrows. Um, oh, stop it. And last year, I had the great privilege of being invited to MX and UX Week by Adaptive Path. So, Jesse, Peter, thank you very much. And at MX, they actually had Michael Recuti from Recuti Chocolatiers talk about the experience of making chocolate. And I thought, wow, I thought, why is a chocolate maker at a, oh, I get it now. Because experience means so much more, as, as Jesse was illustrating in his talk. Um, at UX Week, Jake Barton from StoryCorps showed one of the most powerfully emotional videos I've ever seen about a 75-year-old man in China who had lost everything after a devastate, the devastating earthquake that happened a little while back. And it just made the entire room go silent. You could hear people crying. And at VizThink that Dave Gray put on... It made me realize that, you know, if we drew a picture of a product or service and put an interaction designer, an information architect, a user experience designer, a CEO, a secretary, and a 15-year-old off the street and said, build that, every single one of them could do it. The only difference would be the process they go to get to that end state. And I think if we spent more time learning from each other and less time fighting with each other, we can do anything we want. Thank you to all the organizers. Look forward to next year.
9: Cheers.
10: I am Chris Baum. I am um, one of those people that ping-pongs between uh, product management and, and IA, or excuse me, Jesse, user experience designer. And I want to publicly shake your hand. That was fantastic, and exactly what we needed to hear. Uh, I've got a couple of things I want to say. The first is, um, you know, about the negative energy in here. Um, I personally don't really see it because even though you saw people giving presentations that were critical. Uh, every time I would talk to the individuals all of whom I have great respect and love for um, I mean when you do one-on-one conversation at this conference if you can understand who these people are when they make these criticisms I don't really see how that can be negative its its self-reflection and reflection on the group in which you're involved with Um, in one of the presentations there was a screenshot where some some text was fuzzed out and um, a criticism was made. And so I, I knew the person, or at least whom everyone else knows or thinks that, that was towards. And I went and asked her, I was like, so what do you think about that? She was like, you know what? I'm just pissed off. They didn't show my name. <laughs> so, I mean, that's what I think we should be feeling when we, when we see people, like, reflecting upon what our profession's about. It's... The the you see around us, everything is failing. Everything is being under stress and under pressure. And the thing is that we make the connections that actually take those things and transform them from a problem into something real. If GM, Ford, and Chrysler had a bunch of user experience designers, they would never have gotten to the point they've gotten to. Because they would have understood that the connection between an ecosystem and a consumer is much stronger than where they wanted the damn cup holder. That's one, one thread. Um, second thread, uh, I am the editor-in-chief of Boxes and Arrows. BNA has been around for a long time. It is a peer-written journal. Everybody that works on it is a volunteer. Um, but it's been harder and harder to get people to edit and to write it, it, with the, the competition of their blogs and Twitter and all the stuff that they have to do, I totally get it. Um, the effect of that, unfortunately, is that we lose publications. Um, Nick Fink um, shuttered uh, Digital Web this year, and like it had been around since '96, was it? So first of all, I, we should give him a, a huge round of applause. That is an amazing resource. <laughs> Um, I mean, I personally, I've you know recently gone out on, on my own again. Thank you, um, and have been going back to digital web. They have some great articles on doing that about the, the intricacies of that. But you know, I, I want to say that that things like boxes and arrows and digital web only live because you participate. You know, part of that is putting article ideas out there, and you know, honestly, they, we need to do a better job on be of like uh, nurturing those and and getting the ones out of it that need to become stories. But also we would love to have people that are interested in editing. And you don't have to be an expert in a field to edit an article. All you want to do is you learn something first, and then you help that person craft it into something that everyone else can understand. So if you understand the narrative arc, we would love to have you. Um, and there are many other similar situations. The IAI, the IXDA, um, all of them could use your participation. And... Uh, just then, I want to thank you all very much for listening, and go get them.
11: Hi everyone. I'm Lillian from Norway. Uh, I'm a newbie. so I had <laughs> And I had a presentation ready with gorgeous photos, which would back me up doing this. But I couldn't use it. So, OK, you'll have to do with just me talking. Uh, on Friday morning, in his opening session, Michael Wesch asked us, what steps do you plan to take to reduce the conflicts in the Middle East? Well, we give you a UX challenge, an opportunity to do something. The UX Challenge is not a traditional conference. It's a a competition uh, between the 200 best user experience designers in the whole world. That's the plan. This is an opportunity to actually do something. The theme for the challenge will be UN's declaration of 2009 as the International Year for Peace and Reconciliation. It will happen in Arctic Svalbard in Norway in October. The youth experience designers will be divided into 40 teams of 5 people each. They will compete in making a prototype which will generate dialogue between Israelis and Palestinians. The prototype will be implementing the winning prototype will be implemented for use in Israel and Gaza. Uh, We will follow a group of Israeli and Palestinian people through interviews to better understand their needs. Why are we doing this? We want to strengthen the peace work. Traditional means just doesn't work. And look at us all of you with so many people sitting in this room and we know just so much about persuasive technology, about social medias and that knowledge can be used for something good if we come together and stick together and put our brains together we can come up with something genius I believe so. To inspire us, to give us inspirational talks and guide us along the way we will have with us Todd Saki-Wolfel, is here today, back in the end of the room. And Jesse James Garrett, who we just heard. And B.J. Fogg. We will also bring Um, Israelis and Palestinians along with us to Svalbard to be available for the groups for information and understanding. I really, really hope you can join us. And we really want to hear from you if you have any feedback, any questions, anything. If you're sitting here thinking, wow, that's a great idea, but no one's dragging me to Arctic Norway. (laughs) Or if you're thinking... I really, really do want to participate, but I can't this year. I really want to do it next year. Or if you're thinking, well, have you morons even thought about something? <laughs> yeah, just let us know. I will place out my cards over there, pick one up, give me a call, give me a, send me an email, whatever. We do want to hear from you. And unfortunately, I have to go catch my plane back to Norway, so I won't be available for... Drinks the chats later on, so yeah. Thanks.
12: Dear IA Summit. <laughs> I admit it's been a long time since we've seen each other, and I was pretty nervous when I arrived in Memphis. First of all, Memphis. I was really concerned about that. Turned out to be a great choice. Um, I was nervous because I was afraid that this would be a much smaller conference, that people I knew were sad and out of work, and there's a lot of people not here. But I was so touched to see the people that I did see and knew, it meant so much more to me to be here this year. Um, and I, and I, I just wanted to say that for day one, it was all about friends. Um, of course, uh, on day two, I had a, a bit of an epiphany sitting in this room, and it you know, might not be a big deal to a lot of you, but it, it was a big deal to me, and I'm going to get back to that in a second. Um, by day three... Um, well, I want to let you know that I'm breaking up with you, IA. It's not you, it's me. <laughs> I woke up on a Saturday morning with a sad, sad, sad song playing in my head, and it played all day long. And I walked through the day, and uh, I, just, I just knew I couldn't uh, be an IA anymore, ever again. And, uh, but for some reason, it made me want to dance. I don't really know why that is. I danced to the sad song all day long, and then I danced all night long at B.B. King's. And uh, I, I want to thank you for that. I might actually dance a little bit now. <laughs> thank you. I've been dancing all weekend long, even though uh, I'm breaking up with you. I don't know what that means. probably means I'm just an asshole. Um, honestly, the, my favorite session was the one I expected to hate the most. I came to Mike Atherton's session about Imagineering, and I was all worked up about it, right? Like, I'm going to go to that. Oh, I'm going to tell him what it's really like. It was, it was brilliant. I really, again, I just want to tell you again, I, I, I liked it so much. Um, Because it was just basically an exhortation to to be bold and be creative and make things happen. And I I really like that. It meant a lot to me. So again, it's not you, it's me. Um, I've decided that from now on I'm just going to call myself a wisdom engineer. And I'll be starting my own conference next year in a professional organization that's going to kick your asses. So see you in Phoenix, suckers.
5: Hey, Chris, you suck. <laughs> I just said that because it's so, it's so hard to follow because he's, he's so right in so many ways. Uh, I'm Joe Sokol, and I'm, I'm not in 10-timer. I'm only an eight-timer, and for that, of course, I feel deficient. Um, <clears throat> you know, always the bridesmaid, never the bride. But uh, I really think that um, this has been a great conference for me personally. Speaking of songs, Traffic was going through my head the past few weeks. The song I sometimes I feel so uninspired. Work pressures, uh, pressures of people saying, "Just could you give me just some of that mild UX, you know?" And I'm thinking, "So you don't want the picante? You just want the mild?" At work, uh, people were uh, saying, "We'll make it work. You and may, if we have time, we'll let you make it look pretty." Or the developers are almost finished with that feature, so you better go ahead and design it, or let's go ahead and do some agile. <laughs> do you do that agile that you do so well, and so it's been—it's actually been a, a, a very difficult few weeks for me professionally. But coming here, seeing the people that I that I know, some of the people that I've known since the uh, Hilton at Logan Airport which was actually a great experience for a lot of us who came together. And where I experienced in the five-minute madness that, that vitriol and tension between the librarians and the boxes and arrows people, remember? So the more things change, the more they stay the same. It is a community. These, the people who are here are special. The new people are part of something that is very special. And the old people, and certainly I'm one of those, giving a traffic reference. What's this corn stuff? That's something you eat, right? Um, That we are part of something very important. You guys are very important to me. Christine didn't cry this year. Maybe it'll be me, right? (laughs) Um, You guys are very important. You guys are very important, and don't forget it. The tension that, we've, that some people have felt, I haven't felt it, I've had a great time. The tension that some of you felt, the struggles, the strife, remember that it's the word contest really comes from that idea that we, we contest things, we argue things because we want to prove them. And we want to be right, damn it. But we want to be right together and we want to be right with the understanding that rightness is not dogmatic. Thanks. Thank you guys.
13: Baker. Um, I am not a newbie, but I am so happy to see all the newbies here this year. And, yeah. and I, I kept telling people who were saying this was our first time to the summit that the first one is always the best. And the reason the reason that is is because when you get here, it's amazing how welcome you are. You don't quite expect it, you're a little bit shy, you've heard some of these names before, you're just gonna go sit over here and watch all the fancy, you know, people interact. (laughs) But everyone is so welcoming at this conference, and I think, you know, next year will be your second year. And just as we continue that tradition of making everyone who attends the conference feel welcome, and, you know, it's a just a huge love fest. I've looked at all the Twitters over the last couple of days, and everyone's so, I love you. And I don't think they're all drunk. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you so much for such a great summit. And then in closing, I have one Basecamp hack that I thought of during the conference from Jesse's uh, talk today. is I use the Twitter hash as my tagging system in Basecamp. So it works. So when they say you can't have tags, you can technically hack it in.
14: That was that was a little tougher than I thought. Uh, hey everybody, Joe Lamentia. So, hey. Uh, thank you, Christina. That's right. Watching the timing. Okay. Uh, it's great to be back. This is I don't know five or six for me or something like that. Uh, and I don't just come back to say where I've moved recently, although, uh, I did just move to Amsterdam, so if anybody comes through, make sure you give me a call or send me an email, say hi. Uh, it's a lovely city. I'd be happy to show you around and maybe introduce you to some of the, uh, wonderful user experience types in Amsterdam. Um, but I did want to say that, um, if this is your first summit or maybe it's your second or maybe even your third or maybe your ninth and you're wondering, well, okay, why would I come back? Um, you never know what's going to happen, and you never know how even the smallest things that you might do and say here will have an effect on and change the lives of people and shape the field and, and really do some amazing things. So I'm going to share a story. Um, you guys heard the, uh, wonderful introduction and, uh, uh, selling pitch for why you should go to the top of the world and try to make peace between Palestinians and Israelis at the Arctic UX challenge, right? Sounds kind of cool, um different setting, different place, that sort of thing. Um, I was actually at the table when they cooked up that idea back in Vancouver, I think. Uh, And so I had no idea that what we were talking about, just kind of on a lark, or at least since uh, I tend to take things not too terribly seriously all the time, so maybe I should get better about that, seemed to be a bit of a lark is actually happening. And now there's a group of user experience folks who are going to be at the top of the world who are going to try to uh, play a small part in creating world peace. So you never really know what might happen from even that incidental conversation and interaction that you have here. So if you're thinking, why should I come back? What value is this going to get out of it for me? Uh, Where am I going with this? You won't know, uh, but that's part of the wonder and the mystery of it. So make sure you come back next year and say hi to me in Amsterdam.
15: Hi, everybody. I'm I'm a noob. First time. <laughs> I'm also a new, but I'm I'm just now getting out of my master's program in information studies. We're not library anymore at UCLA. We are information studies. So, but you know, that's a whole nother bag of worms. Um, so uh, I have two things to say. Uh, first part is like professional. Second part is like personal. So part one, professional. Um, so I came in. Uh, to the ISM and I'm like, I have really no idea what I'm going to be doing here. Um, it's like, okay, so I'm going to panels, I'm going to go listen to stuff, I'm going to go try to learn stuff, and I did, and that was great. And then I got here and I'm like, I'm, I'm thinking, you know, everyone's, everyone's great, everyone's great, everyone's great, and everyone is great. And then I hear about all this tension in the background, I'm like, ah. It's like, because up until now, I've had experience with like only a couple people and they're all great and they're all wonderful. And so to think that people are like, secretly frustrated at each other and like something's going on is a little, little creepy. And to hear that it's over something like what we call ourselves and how we do what we do and not like the core, we all share the same core mission of trying to just make things better and make people happy with what's out there is it's sort of weird. Why are we getting mad about the minutia? Why, why aren't we just, you know, it's like, okay, we can disagree about the minutia, certainly. I mean, gotta, but, you know, that's all we can do. Don't, you know, take it personally or anything. What am I even saying this? I'm a newbie. I'm not going to change minds or anything. Not yet. Soon. Someday. Um, uh, let's see. Is that my good part? Uh, so, yeah. Basically, end of my professional part. Uh, we just want to, you know, the, the noobs, me especially, I, I just want to get out there and start doing it. So, you know, um, I'm, I'm available. Anybody want me? No. Uh, okay. So, end, end of professional part there. Personal part begins. Okay. So, last night... I may have made a, uh, a horrible, horrible decision that I, I deeply regret. Um, in, in my defense, I had had no alcohol, so my judgment was not sufficiently impaired. <laughs> um, so, last night I was at game night, and I had a very difficult choice in front of me. The category was violent, and I was forced to choose between chimpanzees and giant squid. And I went with the chimpanzees because I figured an army of chimpanzees could take a giant squid. But since my decision, I've had it pointed out to me that you know the giant squid is a giant squid. <laughs> so, so, so I wanted I wanted to you know put this out to to all the all the UX designers or IA's or interaction designers out there in the audience. So, chimpanzees, let's woo chimpanzees. Who wins on chimpanzees? All right, all right, and and giant squid. I I am sorry. I I made the wrong call. Giant squid, giant squid, um,
9: and that's it. My name is Dan Willis. Uh, I spoke, I got up at Five Minute Madness at my first, uh, my first IA summit in Portland, which I, I actually have no idea how many years ago that was. Uh, And I got a little weepy, and it was very embarrassing. And this is going to be much, much worse. Ladies and gentlemen, Bob Marley. One love, one love, let's get together and feel all right. One love, one love, let's get together and feel all right. Thank you, thank you very much.
16: That's going to be a hard one to follow. Uh, Hello, I'm Rafael. I'm a newbie. Uh, Well, I had like 20 minutes to think about what I was going to say. It's many things, so hopefully it's less than five minutes. I worked for Zappos recently. I arrived there eight months ago. I got my job mainly because I said I hated to call myself a user experience designer figure, because I don't think I can design an experience, but maybe I can. But I also said that I was convinced that the user experience didn't begin or end on the web, so now I know it's true, because I heard it from Jesse. I also don't want to call myself user experience designer, because try to explain that to your mother in Spanish. (laughs) I've been kind of successful, but with my brother helps. So just wanted to tell everybody thank you for this experience. I I have researched myself, and I know it it takes me a little while to talk to people um, privately I know I like to speak publicly, so here I am. My name is Rafael Mojica. I work for Zappos. And hopefully next year I can talk to more of you privately. That's why I'm doing this today. And I want to thank everybody also, the new people that are here that are getting interested in our field. We have philosophers that are getting into the field. We have graphic designers that are getting into the field. So I want to welcome all of you. As I have felt welcome these four years that I've been in the industry. Um, last, what I want to say Jesse, smile. It's going to be OK. <laughs> that
4: was a self woo in case you're not moved by what I have to say. I'm Lorelei Brown, this is my fifth summit. Woo! Okay. Okay. I'll tell you when it's okay to do that again. Um, I would like to say first of all that that discussion and discourse, no matter how snarky or rude or uncomfortable it may make you feel, is part of this profession. So I have a challenge for everyone as I do. Last year I told you to fail, and I think I told you to get up and talk. This year I have a challenge for the I Institute and for everybody in the room The IA Institute, please, for the love of God, establish a new Voices track that allows space for people who have never presented for before to have space. I think it's great to argue, but we need some new people that have new arguments. ACES, I'm sorry. And the IA Institute, anyone. Just just give the love. Um, for those of you who are new, we all bicker and spat and it's just kind of how it is. It's been that way since the dawn of camp. Man, since when I joined SIGIA, I didn't want to post for like two years because I was terrified. Get over it. Um, I would, I would beg you to please take ownership of this community. Present. If you did, if you were brave and you did a five minute man, it's, presenting is like that. Only it lasts about 10 times as long and then it's over, but it's okay. and you know, this is your conference, please do something. If you feel like you can't come here or you feel like it's too much, post on the list, and if anybody tells you that you're wrong or stupid, tell them to go fuck off. That's what I would say. And and, and the last thing, if you're not pissing someone off, you're not doing it right. Woo now.
17: Hi, I'm Nasir, and I'm an iXDA board member. Um, this is my second IA Summit, and I actually have notes here, and I really don't want this to go long. I really hate this to be pretentious, uh, but um, I'm doing this Jesse James Garrett style. Um, so first, a quick note about why I'm here. Uh, Kyle Sosi actually sent me a note uh, a while ago about doing a talk here on uh, sharing our methods about um, creating local groups. And I thought, what a great opportunity for IXDA to take its knowledge on local groups, which is one of our core strategies. We've got 85 local groups around the world. Um, and share it with you guys. Um, and I was trying to, trying to scrape together funding to, to come here. And, you know, the company is obviously, like a lot of ours, uh, tied for funding. Um, so... Oh. 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 <laughs> oh. So, um, wow, I got quieter just a little bit. Um, so I considered not coming here, but, you know, Kyle's a really good friend of mine, and I, I really didn't want to let her down, so I came. And, um, you know, another thing that, that really motivated me to come here was seeing Eric Rice's talk on A House Divided. Um, yeah. Um, and it worried me that, you know, we saw this, uh, this conflict that was coming down, and maybe a little backstory about me. Um, I'm probably, I think, yeah, I'm the youngest board member on the IXDA, so um, I'm probably the most naive one in the leadership. Um, so I kind of blindly go into these things, uh, ignorant of a lot of the conflicts that have happened in the past. Um, I came into this community in '06 in Vancouver uh, at the IE Summit. Um, and so I've kind of been ignorant to these conflicts and I'm starting to see these things get explicit. Um, so I came here as a naive ambassador. Um, and after Eric's talk, I was kind of worried and I wanted to get the word on the street. Dude, we all love each other, man. I mean, we're, we're, we're family. Um, and someone, actually, we had a UXNet gathering. I don't know if you guys heard about this, uh, but the IXDA, the IAI, uh, representatives from, from local CHI communities, I think the UPA was there, I can't remember. Um, but someone blurted out and said, wow, this is like a meeting of the five families, <laughs> right? And we are a family. And let me tell you something about my family. Um, my family's been wracked with conflict. Um, and so, long story short, it's my father, my mother, my sister, and myself. And for about two-thirds of my life, I've been looking for support in other families. Um, the design world, the user experience design world, is one of my auxiliary families. I'm, I'm happy to say that uh, to you guys. Um, we're family in naiveness. Look at what we try to say. We try to say we want to make the world better. How naive is that? To have the audacity to the thing that we can change the world. Um, so I consider you guys my family in, in, in naiveness. Um, and several times a year we have these family reunions, right? Um, it doesn't matter what the label is. I've, I've heard you guys, I've heard some people frame the, um, fr- sorry, I don't know how long I'm going here, but, uh, I'm just finishing up. Um, I've heard people characterize the, uh, the framing of, or the IXDA's framing of our community as a tribe, as a negative thing. Um, and I have this feeling that there's some perception management required here. Because, um, I think there's some feeling among the rest of the community that when we have a successful event, we had a very successful interaction with nine, um, We're not sitting back in our chairs and saying, oh, we got one over on those IA guys. No. When we say this was a very successful meeting of the tribe, we're talking about the whole community, guys. It's not you. and It's not us and them. Uh, It's not designers and developers. It's all of us together, guys. Thank you. Uh, And I think it's time for us to ignore our angry aunts and uncles when they fight at our family reunions and come together and continue to have more of these. And I look forward to making awesome stuff with you guys. So thank you.
18: Thanks for uh, setting, that, setting me up for that. Anyway, my name is Lance Ishihira. This is my third summit. Uh, first time ever speaking in front of anything, whether it's 5-Minute Madness or whatever. Um, so I wanted to, first of all, thank Aaron Malone, who's actually introduced me to this community. Um, I love you guys. Um, and despite everything that, you know, there, all the negativity that seems to be going around, maybe I'm impervious to it, but I really found this particular summit really inspiring. And uh, some of the things, um, uh, um, Eric's talk on, on, on business and, and Christina's talk on business really helps, it helps... Uh, helps me say to myself that it looks like we're getting real we're, 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 we're really um, starting to figure out where the rubber meets the road um, I also wanted to thank Whitney Hess for a, uh, for a fantastic and really really inspiring talk um, it was on the evangelizing yourself uh, if you if you weren't here I, I, I'd recommend that you download the podcast and download the share uh, uh, the, the slides um, and I haven't been this inspired in a a long time, and I I thank you all. So I'll see you again next year.
19: Just taking some inspiration from Jesse here. Uh, I'm a Um, (laughs) two-timer. You know, it was great to, to walk into the Peabody on Wednesday night and uh, see everyone at the bar, which is pretty much where everyone's been for the last few days. And, uh, you know, it really did, did feel like coming home, coming home to family. So, you know, but, as always, all the, the dramas and things with family. Uh, there were just a few things I just wanted to, to pick up. One thing is, in London, there's a, a mini-IA conference being held in a, in a few weeks' time. And I was kind of surprised, because I looked through it and was like, here are the four or five things we're going to talk about. You know, I can't even remember what they were, but there are a few bits and pieces. And and I said, said, well, hang on, why aren't you having something like a redux from the IA Summit? And it wasn't just me. I think Ian Ian Fenn actually volunteered, and they said, oh, no, sorry, we're not really interested. Don't have enough time. And I think that sort of highlights some of the issues that we have in terms of reaching out to local communities, that these are people that haven't been to an IA Summit before, and they didn't see the relevance of what we were doing to them and what they're doing in practice. So I think that's that's a real shame. A uh, quick bone to pick with Jesse. Um, unlike everybody else in the room, I didn't agree with everything he said. Thought, what? what? What is it? It's like Stockholm Syndrome or something. <laughs> um. <laughs> Sorry, Jesse. People don't identify as users. And I think, for me, that's why I don't like the term user. And I also don't like it because... I know that what I do impacts more on the pe- on the people around them as well. It's not just the people that use the things that they're, that they're actually interacting with. It's their families, it's their communities, and it's that ripple effect going out. That's what's important to me and that's why I call them people. Um, the UX challenge. Really appreciate the idea, but I just feel that maybe as a, as a community we've completely jumped the shark. That to try and solve the, this, this, sort of, this sort of issue in Norway? I mean, what next? Are we gonna like try and solve Darfur in New Zealand? It, to me, it just, it, just felt, it just feels really odd. I sort of, I don't know, maybe it's just me, but. Um... Next year, um... Phoenix? Phoenix, yeah. Uh, I have to say, there was a great discussion that went on on one of the mailing lists a little while ago about where we should hold conferences in future. Uh, I didn't get a chance to say it then, but I will say it now. Let's go to Havana, simply because everyone in the United States will have to take a connecting flight. <laughs> and finally, um, and thanks to, uh, to Joe La Mancha, I don't know where you are, Joe. uh been a great roomie this year. Appreciate it, and I hope that uh, everyone will come and join us in the bar and have a drink to celebrate uh, what has been a great summit. Cheers.
20: Love me, tender love. I'm sorry, I just had to do that because we were. Well, that's good that you didn't hear me because I tried to sing, and that's always a bad thing. So, hi, everybody. I'm Sonia Smith Wong. I um, have been coming to the summits, but not producing anything, and um, I got convicted here in Memphis, I got religion, or I realized that it's okay to fail, because I failed several times, I started a blog, and then I didn't bother, like all my blogs look like Stuart Smalley posts, Um, they're kind of like, so I realized today that I have something, you know, to say, and I should do a blog, and so I started this blog, and then like, I wait a couple years, and I go to another summit. (laughs) And then finally I find that the domain has uh, expired. So anyways, I really appreciate that, and I've gotten convicted, and I'm going to try again, and I want you all to hold me to it. I just bought, thanks to my friend's iPod, um, or excuse me, iPhone, I got cyborgsmith.com back again. And um, yeah, so I'm going to... All right, so now that I've said that, I've put it out there, so I'm going to do something with it. But I wanted to give you a recap of um, my thoughts on the whole, like, house divided and everything else. I, I, I come here because um, these are where the people that are, that I just, I belong. And I appreciate that. Um, I think about living in community, and um, there's a prayer that when, um, from the Episcopal prayer book about when a couple gets married, it says, give them grace when they hurt each other. It's not if, it's when. And I think we have this bullshit idea that if we're in a relationship, that we're never going to fuck up. And the truth of living in community is that if you live with another human being, you will hurt each other. The prayer goes on and it it says that, I, I don't even remember the last part, but it's something about that they'll like, They'll work it out, and they'll stay talking. And that's the thing, is to stay talking. We stay in community. And we have to be able to tolerate um, and hear and listen and, like Chris said, talk individually and find out where the person's coming from. So it's all good. Um, so in Portland, I fell in love. Oh, I, I understand what I, what I want to do. Um, Montreal, I went in, uh, balls out, I snagged myself an entry-level dream job, just what I wanted. In Vancouver, I reveled, I met more people, I um, made friends, and uh, tried to take some newbies under my wing. In Vegas, I was miserably unhappy and I cried, and people uh, listened to me and supported me. So now I'm at the Fifth Summit in Memphis, I brought a friend this time, she had to go catch her flight, but... um, But so Memphis is where I came, and I just walked around the whole time and was like, it's good to be here. It's a good place to be. Thank you.
0: Where's Dick? Dick?
20: Dick? <laughs> Hi, my name is Crystal Kavitsky. Some of you may know my name. You now have my face. Um, I haven't met many of you. Um, I have, this is, I believe, my seventh Summit. I think I only missed one in since Portland. Um, it's taken me a really long time to find my voice, and I just want to apologize to the community for not having contributed. This is my first time ever speaking. If you can't tell, like my voice shaking, um, but I promise, I promise that I will share back to you all something very soon. So
7: thank you.
9: That was such a perfect setup. My name is Michael Dila, uh, first time here. Um, I am an insinuator uh, into other people's professional communities. Um, And I've been to a lot of conferences um, representing a lot of different professions. Uh, I don't know what yours is. I can't help you there. Um, But I wanted to offer an insight about something that has really impressed me just today. Um, and that is that you have something going on here which I think you should think about because I think it has to say something about you which I find incredibly rare in professional communities. Do you know what that thing is? You don't. Talking women. It's very impressive. It's very impressive, and in professional communities, it is still stupidly rare. So I... I just wanted to offer you that as something to think about. Um, I suspect it says something very good about you all. Thanks.
21: All right, ladies. Way to represent. Um, my, name, my name is Lynn Boyden, and you're probably used to seeing me in some sort of costume. but. Uh, Um, I just wanted to say that, first off, thanks all of you guys for coming because it's so wonderful to see you here. And I know you've heard that a million times, but it's from the heart. Um, It makes me a happy camper, so. Um, But over the course of the weekend, I've been listening. I've got my ear to the ground and listening to pretty much everybody who will talk to me. Um, And I'm, I'm put in mind of a book that I read with my ladies' book group many, many years ago. Um, it's a really wonderful book by uh, an author named John Barry called The Great Influenza. And it's a history of the flu epidemic that happened at the same time World War One. It's a very well-written book. It starts with a history of the American medical profession and practice and education. Um, one of the things I've been railing about for a few years now is sort of what Jesse mentioned. We have no body of research. In the first few years, I was content. We had case studies. Case studies are the first thing. You start with case studies, you amass some analysis, you develop theories. I, I trained as a librarian. I'm one of them. Um, you. <laughs> You develop theories, you test those theories, you arrive at a body of research. And I've felt a, few, a little stymied over the past few years because of the lack of this. Um, and then I, saw, I read The Great Influenza um, and um, I realized it's a young profession. Ten years is a long time, in Internet time, but in terms of building a body of research, it's a very young profession. So what I want to do is say, listen to what Jesse has to say, go out, think big, act small, gather your data, share it, write it, make it real, make it grow. The, um, the problems that came out of all of the controversy and... Uh, dissent around the creation of an American medical education um, in in the late 1800s really caused the American medical profession to completely be unable to respond to the influenza crisis and that is part of what made it so big. So I'm not saying that this is our crisis, I'm just saying, you know, think about that, think on the long term, think what you can contribute draw from your peers, and go out there and do good work that you always do. Thank you.
20: Hey, I'm Shiloh. I live here. um, (laughs) And um, I moved here 10 years ago from San Francisco, and a lot of the people that I met here were like, you did what? (laughs) Excuse me. And uh, when I lived out there in the Bay Area, dialogue like this, happens fairly frequently and it was fabulous, it was awe-inspiring and it doesn't happen in Memphis very often. So I just want to thank this sea of great minds who came from all over the world to Memphis, Tennessee of all places to um, interact with each other and I've really enjoyed meeting you all and I'm very much looking forward to staying connected and learning from you all and uh, not keeping my head in the sand anymore. and I hope you all have a safe flight back, that's all.
7: I'll talk really fast. I was told to talk really fast, which is really hard for someone with a draw like mine. I'm Rena. I'm not from Memphis, but I claim Memphis as my home, which is actually to say Memphis. I wanted to respond to just a couple of things from this. I wanted to respond to a couple of things that I heard. Um, The second one being the young man who said, I don't get it about the UX challenge. That's cool because we're supposed to all be talking with each other. But for the people who do get it or want to be involved in it, that's what we need to be about doing crazy, insane things. They don't make sense. We may fall flat on our faces. Do them anyway. It wasn't very many years ago, a lot of y'all are a lot younger than me, that there were two Ireland's fighting with each other. And somebody had this insane idea to start bringing kids from Northern Ireland and from Ireland over and sticking them at camp together. How crazy is that? Teenagers? They're going to kill each other. Is there still a war going on in Ireland? We can do amazing things if we decide it's okay to fail. So whether it's trying to get two people who have been fighting with each other for a thousand years to talk together, or whether it's trying to figure out a better way to draw boxes and arrows, let's not be afraid. Let's just do it. I've heard a whole lot about that, and I hope if we don't take anything else home, that's what you take home from this conference.
22: Okay, I'm, I'm gonna do a five-minute madness. Um, responsibility. I've been feeling very responsible. Michael Wesch made me scared and excited and... and yeah, there is a lot going on and we are responsible. And I want to thank Jesse for clarifying that in my mind anyway and giving me a place to go, a clear place, a clear path. Um, it's exciting and I feel I haven't been as responsible as I need to be in my work and I'm excited to be more responsible and, and go out and do great things. So thank you <laughs> for that. Um, also in terms of uh, the summit. Um, I want to take thank ASIST. I don't know if you are all aware of how much work they actually do, but it's amazing. Um, putting on a conference is a heck of a lot of work, and the hard part is the logistics, and they do all of that, and I felt like I didn't have to do much at all. So um, thank you for all of your support, Dick and Vanessa and Jan and Carlene. Um, yay! You guys rock! You keep doing this for us year after year. You make it possible for the community volunteer to actually have a a way to curate, a way to um, be involved but not be overwhelmed because we all have day jobs and and those things are a lot of work. As anyone who's put on a conference, I'm sure knows. I know the idea. People have been talking about this. Anyway, (laughs) so thank you. Next year, Phoenix, I want to thank... Livia Elbate for being my co chair next year. (laughs) Stand up! (laughs) We have been listening and we are going to do as much as we can to evolve this for the next year and beyond. And we thank you for coming and participating and go rock the
11: house!
0: To hear even more presentations from the 2009 IA Summit, point your browser to boxnarrow.s.com and click on the podcast link. There you'll find access to the iTunes feed and more information about each presentation. Our heartfelt thanks to the organizers and sponsors of the 10th annual IA Summit, the presenters, and of course to the global community. We look forward to feedback about future episodes that will be of greatest value to you, our listeners.